The long Halloween is over. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zero Year Podcast, where I know absolutely nothing, and I'm learning on the way, along the along the way, up the sleigh, uh, down to Joker's Bay, etc., etc., etc. Today, we are talking about reviewing, analyzing The Long Halloween Chapter 3, a.k.a. Christmas. Yes, Christmas, and uh, our favorite clown has made a um, triumphant appearance as the Grinch stealing presents and hoping to steal back uh, notoriety uh, this so to so to get started this was released in February 1997 writers Jeff Loeb uh, penciled and inked by Tim Sale colored by Gregory Wright lettered by Richard Starkings and edited by Archie Goodwin, Goodwin, uh, blah, 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 sorry. Um, some trivia and some facts, if we have any trivia. Calendar Man refers to the holiday as a man and a woman at the same time. This would prove to be true in Chapter 13, uh, where the identities of the holiday are revealed. That's a spoiler. Um, I guess I can't hold in all the spoilers. This was, you know, released uh, quite some time ago, several decades ago. Some characters we got in this. Batman, of course. It wouldn't be a Batman a graphic novel without Batman. We got James Gordon, Harvey Dent. We got Carmine Falcone, Milo Scrappa, who dies, Sal Moroni, Francis Angel Carbone, first appearance, Joe Curly Bendano, Bendano, first appearance, Luca Toots Morelli, only appearance, he dies. We, of course, have the Joker. Uh, Holiday. Calendar Man, Gilda Dent, and that's about it. For our synopsis, I found uh, some shorter ones. The issue opens with Joker reading about the holiday killings in the newspaper. As the shot pulls back, it reveals he has bound and gagged a family to their homes and is stealing their Christmas tree and presents under it, all while quoting various, various Christmas rhymes. On the holiday eve, Batman and Jim Gordon are in Arkham Asylum discussing recent developments. They are there to talk to the calendar man, Julian Day, to see if he can be some help in this holiday investigation. While Dent is more than willing to talk at length, it is apparent that he knows nothing of any real value. Gordon and Batman quickly give up and leave. Salvador, the boss, Moroni, is at his restaurant with his goons speculating that the holiday may be, in fact, Harvey Dent. One of the members of Moroni's gang dies laughing and the Joker appears. He holds a gun to Moroni's head and accuses him of being the holiday because all of the victims have been from the Romans branch of the Gotham mob. Moroni explains that the holiday killings have ruined business for everyone. He tells the Joker he believes Dent to be the killer. Later, after Joker is left and Moroni's men are attempting to dispose of the body, he left before he left behind the bat Let me reread that. Later, after Joker has left and Moroni's men are attempting to dispose of the body he left behind, Batman arrives. He shakes down Moroni and departs when he learns that the Joker was responsible for the murder. Harvey Dent brings his wife, Gilda, out of the hospital hospital and surprises her with the revelation that he has purchased them a new house. Gilda heads upstairs, and as soon as she does, Harvey notices that the Joker is in his living room. 
Joker strikes Harvey, leaving him in a heap on the floor. He threatens Harvey about the possibility of being the holiday. Joker states that if he wants to be the only homicidal maniac in Gotham, that he only wants to be the, oh, the only homicidal maniac in Gotham. Boy, oh boy, my reading today. Joker appears in Carmine Falcone's bedroom, waking the gangster. He tells the Roman that the mob needs to kill the holiday or the Joker will kill all of Gotham. As Joker is leaving the building, he has a run-in on the porch with Falcone's personal bodyguard. In order to escape, Joker pelts the man with his signature Joker cards and drives away. As the bodyguard, as the bodyguard is still picking himself up, he is shot. Left at the scene are untraceable pist pistols and a snow globe. Holiday strikes again. Batman arrives on the scene and sees the Holiday victim, surrounded by the Joker cards, and speculates that the Joker is the Holiday. Is he the Holiday? Um, probably not, right? He's been in Arkham damn near this entire time. That doesn't make any sense. So let's uh, dive into this chapter. Of course, the chapter art is um, Joker sitting on a pretty much a Santa chair with presents wrapped up in bat wrapping, bat wrapping, try saying that five times fast, with the J over his head. And the opening shot is Joker sitting in the house, a house of an individual singing Happy Holidays, uh, and uh, he's reading a newspaper. Holiday Killer stalks Gotham, who is Holiday, and you finally get the reveal of Joker's face, which is a classic uh, Tim Sale caricature. Joker here has a Joker personality, but his look is uh, defined as a disfigured, horrified monster in what seems to be a normal and mundane Gotham. So we have the Batman, we have uh, Commissioner Gordon, and we have Harvey Dent, who looks like regular individuals. Even Calendar Man, who, uh, th I mean, the obvious reference to Hannibal Lecter there. Uh, they all look like normal individuals, and when this caricature pops up on the screen, we now see what the Holiday Killer is opening, which is um, some boxes for clowns to pop out of. And these clowns um, on the panel go from the normal aesthetic, which has been this uh, monotone blue, gray, and whatnot, to this bright, disfigured-looking, over-exaggerated character um, that has infiltrated the scene. And when he's, when he's in the scene, there's immediately something unsettling about it, like it doesn't belong there. Uh, so... We get, for example, the Calendar Man, which I think is a <laughs> never heard of the Calendar Man until this, and uh, with the calendar pages all along his um, uh, floor, with uh, the one of the last ones on his wall, it being December twenty fourth, uh, joking to the Batman and Commissioner Gordon that she'll be killing again, or um, no one knows who she is. And already he has made a name for himself or herself. So he's obviously playing jokes um, or just more so confusing him, uh, confusing them. Groundhog Day, Ash Wednesday, Secretary's Day, Earth Day, Flag Day, Boxing Day, Hanukkah. So he's he's uh, he's talking about how 
they've gotten extremely lucky thus far this month because of the extra amount of holidays. But really, nobody counts those as holidays if we're being completely and unfiltered, uh, unfiltered here. Absolutely, no one gives a shit. And then when Joker kills Toots, uh, I really like the blue backdrop because it really makes literally everything else pop. Uh, the the Russians brown or not the Russians. Um, Maroney's uh, brown outfit, the Joker's blue and white exterior, or green and white exterior, excuse me, Jesus, I'm all jumbled today, um, going from that to Joker's yellow, ominous, not really ominous, but disgusting teeth, and then to have the next panel go back to the blue and dark, it really makes these sequences pop. They have this personality. They have It feels like they have a certain point it's trying to make. And it's trying to make that uh, I feel like Joker makes Gotham feel more alive. Maybe. Not necessarily in a good way either. He definitely brightens things up. And what's... Uh, from there, you have... Gilda and Harvey, brown, yellow, and red on top of this blue-white. And it's really making them the center and the focus of the picture. But it's, it's also, like, kind of kind of warms your heart as, like, like, me reading this personally. Like, I see them and I see, like, warmth in their color compared to everything else. And you see their house with the green wreath and the, the red ribbon. And that's also alive. And as they walk in, of course, you see the Joker. Their house is dark and bluish. And you see the Joker with Christmas lights shining on half of his eye. So there's like this liveliness with the Joker that kind of awakens a side of Gotham uh, that I feel like uh, is extremely kinetic on the page. And whenever he's around, these panels just pop a whole lot more compared to other ones. Even his uh, purple trousers, his purple trousers against the the blue night backdrop. Some really good stuff. And then, of course, the holiday killer strikes again. I really like this chapter. I don't feel like it's as good as the last chapter, but it's still really, really good. Uh, Color-wise, the Joker, of course, he's the Joker. Um, there's a nice monologue from Bruce and Commissioner Gordon where Batman says, Christmas Eve in Gotham City. A serial killer the newspapers have dubbed Holiday is on the loose. He or she has struck on Halloween and Thanksgiving. Holidays. And tomorrow is Christmas. And Gordon brings up the fact, um, so many are here, so many are here in Arkham Asylum, nearly double from when you first appeared. Not that there's a direct correlation, but... Do you give it any thought? And Bruce immediately says no. And Bruce, still at this point in the story, feels like he's um, extremely static. His way is is the morally correct way. It's the right way. He hasn't failed anything yet in his mind. Gotham's soul uh, can still be saved, uh, and they can stop this this crime family. But... As the story unfolds, you have the Joker getting out. Also, we see a door in Arkham Asylum with Jonathan Crane. That's going to be important later. Um, we see what what's happened or what the Holiday Killer's done. And not only has the Holiday Killer inspired some of these goons, but maybe the Holiday 
itself was inspired by particular person or people. So we're seeing the ground roots of mundane organized crime being overthrown by a clown right now. And the Batman is trying not only to stop the Joker, but to stop Holiday. And it's almost as if, like, Holiday and his gimmick is just as outrageous as a guy dressed up as a clown. Um, and it's it's insanity. It's literally like Maroney in The Dark Knight saying, uh, um, or at, actually, uh, uh, Gordon's wife in The Dark Knight going, uh, you brought this craziness on us. Or Maroney going, Oh, this is too much. And Gordon says, you should have thought of that before you let the clown out of the box. So already uh, with the Joker threatening Maroney and then threatening Falcone, he's putting pressure on organized crime to go to more extremes in order to find out who the holiday is. And therefore, it's putting pressure on Batman and it's going to put pressure on the entire legal system of Gotham as they try to shut it down. So again, really good chapter. Uh, I don't really have too much to say about it outside of that. I really enjoy the colors. Uh, they kind of make it pop. Not a lot of Batman. It's more of a Joker-centric story, which is perfectly fine because guess what? We're getting more Joker soon because the next chapter is Chapter 4, New Year's Eve, and the first page is Joker's big white and yellow disgusting teeth that look like keyboards. So <laughs> I really love Tim Sale's looks for stuff. I understand that not everybody likes the caricatures, but uh, I do to a certain extent. I feel like it gives it like a new life or a different style, a new life, and it, it really differentiates the variation of like different Batmans because I know reading so many different Batman stories, like there has to be something different. And the Joker is just the Joker here. But the look of him is is just incredibly unsettling from the mundane. So you can follow me at the Zero Year Podcast or just Zero Year Podcast. Or you can follow my personal on Steelbook Daddy. I did put up a post asking if people wanted to come on the show for several different Batman movies, including the animated series and Batman Beyond. Uh, if you've seen that, let me know if you want to come on the show and talk about your favorite thing, Batman. Outside of that, the only thing I have to say is stay out of the shadows. <laughs>